Welcome to the inaugural episode of the John Serenitas Real Estate Podcast. I'm John Serenitas. Well, this is episode one, and I'm excited to launch this podcast, especially because the real estate market is now finally starting to pick up after a slow spring, thanks in large part to COVID-19 and lockdowns. The real estate market is really starting to pick up now. We're really starting to see more inventory on the market. We're starting to see more buyers on the market. Mortgage applications have gone up in the past month. So things are starting to come back to normal slowly but surely in the real estate market. Now, what is the goal of this podcast? Why am I doing a podcast? First of all, there's uh, there's a million podcasts out there nowadays. It seems like everybody's doing a podcast. My goal with this podcast is simple. I just want it to be an informative podcast. And what we're going to do each and every week is we're going to have different guests on from the real estate world, whether it be brokers, realtors, uh, lenders, appraisers, inspectors, contractors, you name it. We're going to ha- try to have a different guest on each and every week. And the whole goal of the podcast is not, not only to inform you, but to also be interactive. I-, I want the listeners of this podcast to send in questions, to be engaged and involved in the show. Because, look, I could sit there and ask my, my guest every single week four or five standard questions. But at the end of the day, it's best if those questions come from, from clients or people that are interested in either selling or buying a home. So it's a process. And even though a lot of people nowadays think that they're more familiar with the process, and they should be with Zillow, Trulia, Realtor, there's so many different avenues now where you can get out there and educate yourself with the process. I want this to be another part of the learning process. Sure, you can go to those sites and do your homework and look for homes and whatnot. But I want you to come to this podcast when you're looking for information that that could help guide you in your journey as either a seller or a buyer. Now, for our first episode this week, our, our guest is going to be Ryan Cook, who is the owner broker of HomeSmart First Class Realty. He also happens to be my broker. I work for Ryan. Our office is in east and northeastern Massachusetts, to be specific, on 670 Depot Street. Uh, Our office opened up this spring, so we have got a lot of stuff going on right now. We're, We're just now kicking gear, despite what happened with COVID and whatnot. We're getting into gear. We've got a lot of new agents coming on board. There's a lot of stuff that's going on at HomeSmart First Class Realty that's really exciting. And, and I can tell you this, Ryan's vision is awesome, not just for his agents, but for his clients as well and for our clients as agents within his office. So I'm really excited about being a part of the HomeSmart First Class Realty team. And I think you're going to find that Ryan is extremely knowledgeable when it comes to different areas of the real estate industry. And certainly, we're going to touch on some different subjects here with Ryan uh, in this week's podcast. So when we come back, Ryan Cook, owner-broker of HomeSmart First Class Realty in Easton, will join us. Don't go anywhere. We'll talk to you in a minute. Welcome back to the John Serenitas Real Estate Podcast. And I'm now joined by Ryan Cook, owner-broker of HomeSmart First Class Realty in Easton. Ryan, how are you this evening? I am doing fantastic, John. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining me in the inaugural episode, episode one of our podcast here. And 
Uh, I'm sure we're going to get the opportunity to talk uh, plenty throughout the uh, coming weeks and months on this podcast. You will be a recurring guest. I just thought I'd throw that out there. So try to clear your schedule for me if you can. (laughs) Fantastic. Can't wait. I'll I'll try to give you at least two weeks notice. So, um, well, the, the real estate market is picking up again. Is that a safe assumption? Uh, it certainly is. I mean, there's certainly a shortage of inventory still, uh, but we're certainly seeing more inventory. Buyers are being more active. You've seen number of uh, mortgage applications increasing. So, yeah, that, that's a pretty safe bet. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing how, you know, real estate is so funny because everybody keeps focusing on the unemployment numbers and, and the stock market and whatnot. But in many ways, the real estate market is a true barometer of the economy and where things are going. And sometimes people don't focus on it as much. They, they may focus on interest rates or certain aspects of it, but uh, certainly, you know, to your point, mortgage applications are up and obviously some of that can also be refis, but uh, it, it's, it's crazy how the real estate market, it, it's essentially going to be a late spring at this point. We're going to roll it into the summer, but, but the real estate market is, is, booming despite the fact that there's so many people that are unemployed and the stock market has been on a roller coaster ride. Well, I'd like to get started by having you talk a little bit about Home Smart First Class Realty, um, the opening of our office, and, and, and what can we do out there for potential clients? What can we offer them to, to get them to be a part of the, the, the Home Smart experience? Well, that's a very loaded question. So uh, we are the very first HomeSmart in Massachusetts. So HomeSmart is actually a, a national brokerage. And some folks, what they like, they like a national brand. They want to know there's a brand that has some power behind it. Uh, but around here, it's not well known yet. Uh, over 18,000 agents nationally and growing. Uh, our office is into double digits at this point. And realistically, we, we opened the office five days before they shut us down. And uh, we're, we're partially open right now, uh, but we're starting to see growth. We're doing a lot of interviews with agents. And our value add for the agent side is that, you know, agents work very hard. And it's, it's a misperception about the community of agents. One of the challenges is it's very hard, uh, excuse me, very easy to get a license. Uh, but the agents who are making a business of this and actually out there doing the work, it is very, very hard work. Uh, we wear many hats. Uh, we are not just an agent helping people negotiate uh, a purchase or a sale, but we act as therapists, confidants, uh, right on down the line. We fill many, many hats, so it's very challenging work, uh, but very fulfilling. And what we're able to do on the home smart side is agents are, uh, because the way most people don't understand how agents are paid, we're actually 100% uh, commission where most brokerages or agents are making 50% or they're making uh, 70% or 80%. We're hundred percent small transaction fee, but we provide an awful lot of service to the agent. And what it does, it allows the agent to reinvest in their business, allows them to invest in their clients, allows them to have more flexibility to be able to do the things they need to serve at a very high level. Yeah. And I think that's important. I mean, so many times you talk to agents in the industry and, uh, they talk about their commission split and what they need to do to cap and, and, and it puts a lot of stress on him and it puts a lot of pressure on him. So it's it's nice to work for a company where you can you don't have to worry about that. You can focus on building your business, building the brand, building the office brand and, and getting yourself to a place where you can generate your leads and your referrals and 
tap into them and take advantage of them. It really truly does allow you to not only make more money, but to also reinvest in your business, which when you're starting out in the real estate business, isn't always easy. You, you need to make the money, but it's not always easy to reinvest in your business, to try to build it and, and, and have it grow. Let's get into the nitty gritty here. Let's talk some real estate here. Let's start with the sell side here. Talk a little bit about what's going on right now in the real estate market when it comes to selling your home and how's COVID-19 impacting that? <laughs> so people would think it would be very negative uh, on the sell side. Someone who's a seller right now, if you have a home to sell, your biggest challenge is finding your next place. It is not selling your home. Now, if we talk about the COVID-19 and you had brought up earlier the fact that there are 36 million people currently unemployed, which is ridiculous. Um, but most of those, folks, a large percent of those of those folks are buying on the lower end of the price spectrum. So in our market, that's going to be homes $300,000 and under for the most part. The homes, four fifty, five fifty, six fifty, etc. Most of those folks didn't lose their jobs. They're still gainfully employed. They just shift shifted their location of employment from the office to home, and still able to do their job. And those homes are still moving very rapidly. Generally, we're looking at uh, on the four, uh, you know, say under five fifty side. You're a couple of days. Uh, if the home is in decent shape and ready to go. And if even you're on the 750 side, you might be a week to two weeks, uh, depending on the market, et cetera. But if you're a seller, it couldn't be a better time to buy. And I know folks will say, oh, it's easy to say. You say that just because you want people to sell. No, there really is a, a strong lack of inventory. We're seeing more come on, but it's moving very rapidly. We're still seeing multiple offer situations. We're seeing price escalation clauses. We're seeing people eliminate inspection contingencies. We're seeing people eliminate mortgage contingency uh, uh, portions of their offers. So it's a very fluid market. It's a very good time to be a seller. Your, your biggest challenge will be finding your next place uh, unless you're you know, moving up. If you're a move up buyer, and you're selling that four hundred fifty thousand dollar house, and you had you'll then have a strong deposit to put down. Uh, you're going to have a better chance of of finding that home in that five fifty to six fifty range. But it's it's very fluid. COVID has made it challenging as far as you know. People got very lazy. Agents agents got very lazy with saying, "All I got to do is do an open house, and we'll have thirty people come in, and we'll get multiple offers." Can't really do that right now. Uh, we have certain showing procedures. National Association of Realtors has put out guidance. The Commonwealth of Massachusetts has put out guidance. Individual offices are putting out guidance. Uh, there are restrictions on how many people you can have in the house. Uh, what you can do. Most of the time, we're we're requiring folks to still wear masks. We're requiring folks to wear gloves. We're requiring folks to either uh, remove their shoes or put the shoe booties on. Uh, and then the sellers, the hardest thing they have to do is make sure they turn all the lights on and make sure all doors are open because uh, we're we just we don't want people to uh, uh, be walking around opening and closing everything, uh, regardless of what someone's personal belief may be about uh, COVID and its effects and its ability to spread. We still want to at least respect uh, what people uh, believe, whether it's factual or not. Uh, let's at least have some respect for folks. And uh, that's generally what we're seeing across the agent community. Sometimes the hardest thing is scheduling the showing because maybe sometimes we're having to do paperwork in advance, get our buy side clients to sign some paperwork talking about the showing guidelines. Um, agents have gotten creative with 
online showings, so virtual showings, virtual open houses. Uh, so there, there are ways to do it. You just have to be able to, uh, one, have the technology provided to be able to do it and a little bit of understanding and know-how uh, to be able to advertise these newer methods of showing homes. Uh, and um, that's one of the things that HomeSmart's provided specialized training on. So our, our agents are well-trained in handling that. Well, it's interesting that you bring up the virtual uh, open houses, Ryan, and, and the changes that have come about as a result of COVID-19. Do you see some of these changes in the selling process possibly being permanent changes? What this has made agents and consumers understand is that there are different ways to do the task. And people got very set, especially, listen, over the last number of years, there's been very little inventory. We haven't seen inventory come back to generally what we'd call historic levels. It's been a very, very strong seller's market. We've generally seen inventory levels two months and under when a balanced month uh, market is about six months. And what that means is a house comes on the market and no additional inventory comes on. How long will it take for all the homes in the market to sell? All right. So typical balanced markets around six months. We're seeing under two months, under one month of inventory in some markets. So uh, and then if you look at individual price points, some price points have zero months of inventory when they would typically have much more. Uh, so we're seeing that part be different as far as things that may become permanent. It's made people say there's, you know, there's a different way of doing things. You don't necessarily have to have the only way of marketing a home is, is the open house. Uh, agents are going to have to understand that once people get a taste of something to make it easier for them, they're going to crave the easier method. What we haven't seen in the general population, and what I mean by that is homes non-luxury. So in our market, let's say homes under you know, 1.5 million, for example, people still want to go and see them. They still want to schedule time to see them. They may want to do a virtual showing or a virtual open house to start with, but they're going to want to put their eyes on it. Certain price points over a certain amount, they're probably okay with sticking with the virtual portion. Uh, so we, we may see more requests or more use of technology, 3D tours. Matterport is a company, for example, that provides 3D tours, what they call dollhouse showings, which is uh, online where you see a 3D um, uh, image of the home and you can do a 3D walkthrough of the home. You know, we're seeing a use implementation of more technology, which is going to cost agents more. But the, the consumer is going to expect those services because they want to make sure their home is being exposed to as many people as possible and offering as many options as possible for people to be able to see their home. So unfortunately for agents, it's going to be more expensive to do business on the sell side. Uh, but part of that is the cost of doing business. And, um, you know, thank God, HomeSmart, we have the flexibility where agents to make it 100%. They have that flexibility to be able to do that, where someone on the traditional side, um, it's much more of a kick in the pants because uh, they're given such a big part to their broker. And that's not necessarily, that's not being negative about other other brokerages. It's just that's the model that, that's currently in place for many pl uh, most agents in the marketplace. They're, they're working on that type of model. So uh, if they're, if they're listing the agents being lazy and, and, and taking photos using their smartphone, uh, I think those days are probably gone 
the consumers are expecting better service. It's going to cost you more to do it. And that's just the way it is. This, this stuff isn't going to go away. The, the 3D tours and, and Matterport and other type of options and drones. And um, that, that the, the, it, I won't say it's going to replace everything, but it, it's not going to be um, uncommon. Yeah, it's going to be a more integral part of the process. Now, let's switch to the buy side. Uh, talk a little bit about the market on the buy side and what should a buyer's strategy be as they venture into this market in 2020? The challenge for buyers is lack of inventory, and that's been a consistent problem over the last number of years. So what buyers need to understand is all the options available to them to make an offer strong. So part of that up front is making sure you get your financing all lined up. If you're, uh, say, an FHA buyer with 3.5% down, maybe it's more prudent to try and save to get a little bit more uh, where you have uh, different financing options. Because here's your challenge. Almost everything right now is a competitive offer situation. Uh, over actually this year, I haven't had a buy side client on my personal business side that hasn't been a multiple offer situation. And the, the fewest number of offers we've been involved in is a, a five offers for one property, but others have been more than that. So you have to have a strategy in place of understanding what is your ceiling? How much can you actually afford? How far can you push the envelope? What things are you willing to give up to make your offer less risky to the seller because in the end what it comes down to is the seller cares about a couple things they care about how much they net which is your offer price less any costs that are coming back to the seller all right and they care about how strong your offer is how risky is it how 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 likely is it to move forward without issues so there are a number of things you can do there and not as I tell folks, listen, I'm, I'm not telling you not to do a home inspection. I'm going to tell you the things that you can modify in your offer to make your offer more attractive, i.e. make it less risky to the seller. So an example would be waiving a home inspection contingency. I never tell people to do it. Can You can put more money down. You can offer to cover closing costs for the seller. You can do all sorts of things. Having you, you need to make sure you're working with a buyer's agent that understands that, understands the market, which way things are going, the type of house you're looking at, how much inventory is out there, which way is that portion of the market heading, is it accelerating, is it decelerating? Like you need some in, in a market like this, it's vitally important that you have someone working for you on your behalf who is very attuned to the market particular neighborhoods, particular towns, particular home styles, particular sizes, particular price points. You need to have someone who's an expert on that, who knows exactly what's happening, who knows the agent community, who can communicate with the list agent and find out as much information as possible to help you put together the offer that can help you win that property. It's just the way it is right now. Now, let's let's project forward a little bit here. Obviously, it's early June, but let's project to, to the end of the year here. What are your thoughts on the rest of 2020 in terms of the real estate market? Where is it going? What are some trends that you see? Is the market going to pick up as we go into the summer? And is it going to be a busy fall potentially? Well, one thing for sure is we're not going to see a lot of movement in the interest rates. And if you look historically at interest rates on election years, you don't see much movement. The maximum movement you see is about 25 basis points or a quarter of a point. 
Uh, and the reason being is that the Fed, that quasi government, which isn't actually part of the government agency that controls interest rates and sets the rates, which is really the interbank loan rate, that they don't want to be a, a, an agency that's putting their thumb on the election. So they will stay pretty much out of it. We're not going to see a lot of change in interest rates and interest rates down right now at, you know, three, three and a quarter, uh, just historically low. And they're going to keep it that way because of the effect of COVID, unemployment, everything else going on. They're going to keep the interest rates low because there are so many industries tied to the housing market that if the government doesn't prop that up, it's going to ripple through the rest of the economy. So we're going to see interest rates stay pretty darn stable. As far as inventory is concerned, we should see a rise in inventory, but I don't think we're going to see such a massive rise in inventory that it's going to sway things. So we're still going to see inventory continue to be tight. We're going to continue to see prices rise. So year over year right now, we're looking at nationally a 1.8% rise in prices. Um, uh, May 2019 to May 2020, uh, that's going to continue to be the case, uh, especially as lack of inventory is causing prices to be bid up. So we're going to continue to see uh, tight inventory levels. We're going to continue to see uh, a rise in prices, probably not as fast uh, as the last number of years, just because there are fewer uh, qualified by about 36 million fewer qualified buyers in the market right now. But as the economy starts to pick up, if the government gets out of the way and allows things to proceed uh, in America to really reopen, uh, there is a strong pent up demand. So once we once the reins are taken off, you're very likely to see a very sharp rise uh, in activity and uh, probably continue through the remainder of the year. So I expect um, over the final six months of the year, typically we see more inventory, more sales volume in the first half of the year. We're going to see more sales volume in the second half of the year, clearly. And uh, I don't think it's going to be close. So. I think this is an important question, this next question, because working with an agent and, and picking the right agent is so important in this process. And you hear it, you hear it often. People will say that, that if they don't know an agent, if it's not a family member, a family friend, a friend, that they, that they typically try to find someone that matches up with them and what they're looking for. But from your standpoint, what are three characteristics, according to Ryan Cook, that a client should look for when finding an agent? What are three things that are important, in your opinion, that a client needs to identify or a potential seller or buyer, I should say, in an agent before they pick them? Great question. And, you know, there, there are a number of different ways to go with that. But if we had to pick really three characteristics that we'll say uh, a, a someone looking to purchase is looking for because the skills required in order to help someone on the buy side versus someone helping on the sell side, they're different. Um, and on the buy side, what you're really looking for is one local market knowledge, and that's going to apply to both sides. Uh, so you, you need to have someone who is invested locally in the local market and is participating in the market. Now, people will say, well, that must be, that must mean the person who sells the most in the local market. No, that that's, not necessarily a correct statement because is that person on the buy side? Is that person on the sell side? How are they generating that business? Are they generating that business from purchasing online leads? 
uh, you know, there, there are a lot of different characteristics that go into that, but local market knowledge is, is super important. So right down to the neighborhood level will be, be important. Second will be if we continue to have limited availability showings in multiple offer situations, you really have to have someone who, when you walk through a house, can help you really understand what is going on. And what I mean is this. If you end up in a multiple offer situation, you need to have someone who can tell you, listen, I've looked at this property very closely. I'm not a licensed home inspector. However, here's what I can tell you. The home itself is solid. Structure looks solid. Mechanical systems are newer. All this other sort of stuff. We can do a home inspection. We can make it for informational purposes only. I don't think we're going to find a lot of problems. So that's going to be someone who has a lot of experience in, in doing that. So that's going to be important. And the third part is someone who's going to be truthful, honest, and really communicate well with you. So someone who's understanding the type of things you're looking for and granted wants to help you with the sale, but isn't putting the sale above your needs. And when we get, and here's where it gets to be a challenge. And I'll refer back to the last example where an agent who's skilled and can help you understand if the house really appears to be in good shape. The challenge is, is that agent putting their business and their interest ahead of yours. And in a very tight market, that can be a challenge where an agent really may need some business uh, that, that they may uh, be making statements or giving advice, maybe not intentionally, maybe subconsciously, uh, because they really need the business and, and help you to move forward. So um, you really need someone who's going to be honest, truthful, and be willing to tell you, listen, I think there are too many risks associated with this house. I know there's not much on the market. I know you've been looking for a while. I know we've missed out on other ones. We've been outbid. I really think you need to step away from this one or say, here's your ceiling. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. We'll find another one. So you, you got to have someone who's willing to give you that type of advice. On the sell side, some of the same skills, but someone who's going to be able to understand technology or at least have the background technology from their brokerage uh, to address the new technological challenges uh, in listing where uh, everything is hands off, where it's distant. So we're, we're talking, uh, you know, electronic signature. We're talking uh, uh Virtual open houses, virtual tours, vir a lot of virtual stuff. So you got to have someone who understands that. But remember now this, because people aren't going to open houses because a lot of agents got lazy on that, where there was less inventory and they would just do no showings to open house, have 30 people come in. You got to have someone who has, understands the skills of marketing, who can market your home. And that doesn't mean just throwing it in the MLS and allowing Zillow to pick it up and do it via Zillow really getting in front of people, helping you get your home in front of that ideal buyer digitally. So those are really the things you're going to be looking for is, is the local market knowledge, the truth and honesty, and on the sell side, aside from the skills of selling uh, and coordinating that is, is the digital marketing expertise. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I think is important, obviously I, I've been in the business four years now, but, but I really do think it's a partnership. And the agent has to understand that it's not just I work for my client and I represent them, but but you have to care. There has to be an investment there. It can't just be well, you made you mentioned this earlier, Ryan. It can't just be that you're, you know, you're you're in this situation to make money. It's gotta be more than that. It's gotta be that, you know what, 
I'm invested and I want to do right by them because often, more often than not, a lot of agents don't do that. Instead, they look at it as a business and making money and they lose sight of the fact that there is a human side to this. There is a human element. You're not just there to make a commission check at the end of the, the process. You want to get involved because it is also a referral business. So if you do right by your clients, they're more likely to refer you to someone else and you can continue to do business. Well, what, what's really interesting that you bring up there is, you know, there's always a big push within the real estate industry or almost any sales industry for that matter. But especially on the real estate sales side is that the push to have more numbers, to push to have more sales and, and, you know, making someone a hero because they may sell 90, 100, 150 homes, which that's pretty amazing. But the, what you got to remember is it's you want to make sure you're working with someone that you're not just transaction number 92. Right. right that you're working with someone who's listening to you, understands your needs, understands what you're looking for, who's going to take the time to, to tailor what they're doing to serve. And because in the end we do this business to serve and improve people's lives. And it, you don't, you don't just want to be uh, a tick mark on their transaction counter for the year as they push to be the number one salesperson in the area. I mean, that may be great for some people, um, but you know, as, as a client, you got to evaluate what's most important to you. And, uh, you know, a good agent is going to want to establish a relationship and it's not a, a relationship because they're just looking to be selfish. Um, because a good agent is going to be well-connected within a community. They're going to have all sorts of relationships. that are going to be beneficial to you down the line. And they're going to want to continue to serve and understanding that you're not buying or selling a house every single day, but they're there as a resource because they're constantly going out, building relationships and bringing value. And uh, you really want to find someone who's, who's going to bring that value. And maybe they're not selling 50 homes a year. Maybe they're selling 15, but you want to know that they're invested in you and helping you do the best thing for you. Well, there's a lot of good information there, Ryan. Tell our listeners where they can find us. How could potential sellers or buyers get in touch with us and, and allow us the, uh, the privilege, if you will, to work with them and help them? Well, one of the easiest things to do is obviously everyone's online. So you can go over to homesmartfirstclassrealty.com uh, and you'll be able to you know research agents on our site. You'll be able to, to search for property on our site. Uh, you'll be able to find connections to be able to help you. Uh, you can also call us directly at the office at uh, 508-297-7270. Um, and depending, we, we can interview you and, and get you matched up with the right agent for whichever area you're looking and whatever skill set you're looking for. So, you know, there are a number of ways we can do that. Always the easiest is, is online. You can do your research that way and then reach out when you're comfortable. Yeah, well, Ryan, this was uh, super informative. Uh, I want to thank you for taking some time out of your busy day to uh, to sit down and talk a little bit about what's going on in the market right now and uh, how people can connect with us over at HomeSmart First Class Realty. Thank you for taking the time. Let's do this again soon. Oh, it was fun. It was a pleasure. It was informative. And uh, you know, hopefully folks get value out of this. Yeah. Yeah, that, well, that's that's our whole goal here. We want to be as informative as possible and, and give our listeners as much information as possible. Arm them, if you will, with the information they need as they enter the market, either a, as a seller or as a buyer. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Again, you can find me, John Serenitas. I'm on uh, Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Uh, you can also find Ryan Cook on those mediums as well. And as Ryan mentioned, you can also go over 
to our website as well. Uh, for Ryan Cook, I'm John Serenitas. Until next time, take care.